Good morning, church. It's so good to be with you. As Sean has already introduced me, uh, my name's Joe. Uh, I'm a math student here at Exeter. I'm a second year, uh, and I'm just here to open up the Word for with you. Uh, so if we're going we're gonna to open up the Word, so if you can grab out your Bible, because we're going to go all over the Scriptures today. And so if you grab out your Bible or your phone or your laptop, or maybe even your Dead Sea Scroll like Sean Horsby uses, he's such a legend, I'm telling you. Uh, and we're going to be opening to John 16, verse 33. Uh, and as you turn there, I just want to give you a bit of context what's going on uh, in this passage. Essentially, Jesus has just unpacked for the last chapter and a bit uh, about who he is. He's told his disciples that, that he is the Son of God, that he is the Messiah, the Chosen One. Uh, and he's told them over and over and again. And essentially, his disciples say, uh, we believe that you are who you say you are. And Jesus' response is not quite what you expect. Jesus essentially says, to the disciples, you kind of don't believe. And I, I want to be a bit more context. I want you to remember that these are the disciples who have been walking with Jesus for the last three years. These aren't strangers. These are people who have been with Jesus for the last three years. And so I know that it's taken me many times of Jesus explaining who he is for me to believe. But I also think that we as the church that we have a belief issue as well. That we, like the disciples, don't truly believe. I know for some of you, you've just checked out. For some of you, you've just said, actually, I've been a Christian my whole life. Uh, I've always believed. And I just really encourage you this morning, stay, stay with us. I really feel like Jesus wants to tell you something this morning. So we're going to read John 16, verse 33. It says, I have said these things to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Before we do anything else, I think as Christians sometimes we, we don't read the Bible. We, we read it, but we don't truly read it. And one of the ways that we can actually dig into what it's trying to tell us is by doing word studies. So we're going to do a word study very briefly on the word overcome. Now, the word overcome in Greek is nikaio, nikaio, and it's written in the perfect active tense. Now, unless you're Ellie Hall, who knows everything about the entire Bible, you might not know what that means. And essentially, the perfect active tense is a tense that tells you there is an action that is completely done, and it has an effect on the present. So, so this tense tells us that what Jesus did, he has completely done, it is finished, it's completely done, but it has an effect on us. And if we read this passage again in that light, we can see that because Jesus overcame the world, that's something that's completed, completed it's completely done, but has an effect on our present reality. So what is that reality? And I think that's what I'm going to pack over the last five minutes. Uh, what are some of those realities? We're going to have a look at two of them. Uh, and the first one comes from Romans 5, 1 through 3. And it reads, Therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through him, we have also obtained access by faith into his grace, 
in which we stand and we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Clearly, this passage is teaching us that part of what Jesus overcame was the fact that now we as believers can have access to God. That means that we as believers have the reality where we can be in relationship with God. I think sometimes we don't understand what that means. That means that me, Joe, you at home, everyone else in this building, we can at any time stop and talk to God. God, like the God who created the whole universe, who holds every person in his hands. We can talk and be in relationship with him. I don't know how much I believe that in the way that I live my life. The second thing, and I told you it's going to be brief, that we're going to look at comes from Philippians 4.13. It's a very well-known verse, and it reads, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Again, I want a bit of, bit of context to what this is saying. By all things, Paul has just explained that he means that he can suffer and he can go through hardship and he can do the really hard things in life through the, the, the strength that Christ gives him. But he also says that he can have and he can have many things and he can prosper and things can seem to be going well and know that he doesn't fall into the danger of thinking that that's the strength that allows him to do life. Because I, th I think this is the reality that the gospel breathes. It doesn't say that life for believers is going to be easy. It doesn't say it's not going to be hard. There are going to be some of the hardest things for believers. But it does say, it does say that the reality is that Christ will never leave us or forsake us. That he will walk with us in this. And it also promises that we will be more than overcomers. That's the reality, that's what the gospel is to be celebrated for. So why don't our eyes reflect this truth? Why do you and I not seem to live these realities when we face hardships and trials or when we battle sin? Why do we seem to try to be better or work harder? Well, I think just like the disciples, we lack belief. We, we believe in God, but we don't believe God. We don't believe that when Jesus says that he overcame this world, that he truly did. We don't believe that when he hung on the cross 2,000 years ago and he said, it is finished, that it truly was finished. We don't truly believe that. And the reason I know that for my life and for the life of the church is that when we fight those battles, it doesn't come through. I'll give you an example. We as Christians, we all know we're saved by grace, not by works. And yet, when those battles and trials come, I know that for the majority of us, even in this room, we seem to think that we have to battle it and do it on our own, that we have to fight sin on our own, that we have to go through these things on our own. And that just shows us that we don't believe in God. We don't believe God. Because if we did, man, my life, our lives, the church, we'd look radically different. Tef, if you uh, just come up for a second, boss. I think this... 
This comes to the question then, how do we believe? Well, I think there's two options. Is, is if you're a follower of Jesus, then we have to get these realities into our lives. And we do that, as Sean has already said amazingly, by, by coming before God and opening his scripture and reading his word and meditating on it and truly understanding it. But then we also have to trust it. Because this is the process of celebration. We understand what the gospel says and what the gospel means for us. And then we have to live it out. I know for some of you that maybe uh, you've never believed in Jesus before. You've never believed that he even died on the cross for your sins and that it might have been a myth. Well, today could be the day where you decide to believe for the first time. And how do you do that? Well, my best advice is uh, turn whatever you're listening this on off. Turn it off. Get alone with God. Start to talk to him and say, Jesus, I believe that you did die on the cross for me. That when you died, you forgave my sins. I repent of those sins. I'm sorry for the mistakes that I've done. Tell him that, that you want to follow him and that you want to believe his truth. Tell him that you're for him. And, uh, and once you've done that, maybe take another minute before you come back to the stream and, and just sit there. Just sit there with God. Allow him to talk back. Because we believe that part of the reality is, is that Jesus will respond. He will come to you. And once you've done that, log back on and uh, message someone in the chat or text someone that you know that already believes in Jesus and let them know that today, today is the day where I first believed. And just before we go into a song of worship and praise, I want to let you know that I've been a Christian a while. Being a Christian is the hardest thing that you can do. Do you know what? It's the best person that you could ever be. So I just encourage you as we go into this song, whether you've been a Christian for many, many years, or maybe you've just been a Christian this last two seconds, let's celebrate the good news of the gospel. Thank you.